Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Renowned clickbaiter Barrett Salee joining us on the Brown and Moving and Storage Hotline. Doing a little fishing this week on the old social medias, are we, Barrett? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are y'all? I'm good. I'm just giving you a hard time. But Bear asked this week on social media, hey, Razorback fans, you hate Sam Pittman or what? And they got 8 million comments. Good job. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Though. We fell right like, in your I trap. Honestly... We fell right into your little trap. We couldn't help it. <laughs> well, Elon appreciates that. Yes. I, I guess I kind of do, too. But, I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about that because it, the bar is not high to be better than Chad Morris. Oh, and geez. Sam's done some great things, but also – like the last last week's loss to BYU, you kind of wonder where it is. So look, I like Sam Pittman. I think he's doing a fine job. I, I think he obviously could be better. It could be far worse. Arkansas yeah. fans know that. But I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where I I don't know if there's an answer to it yet. And it's weird because he's been there for a pretty significant amount of time now. Okay, couple things. First of all, if you actually wanted to get a finger on the pulse of the fan base here, you would have called John Neighbors or one of us. Secondly, uh, Chad Morris lost to North Texas at home and got okey-doked on a fake punt return. So let's not quite compare the two just yet, but I see where you're going. And listen, some of the fan base is starting to make the analogy. I, I feel where you're coming from. It's a legitimate question. There is some frustration that we've not heard before about the old ball coach. Well, I mean, and it's fair, right? Like, that that game last weekend, Arkansas should have won. Yep. You know, it felt like they dominated through, you know, like, two and a half, three quarters, and then it kind of got put in the spend cycle. And second of all, I never kind of call neighbors. I don't. I want to avoid I'm, – I'm just kidding. I love it. You see him once a year. Um, that's enough. You sing, you sing karaoke with him once a year. That's plenty. And it's fantastic. It it's is. Fantastic I've seen videos. There's um, video proof. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you don't win big games. But you compete in big games, and you beat most of the teams that you're supposed to. I, I, I mean, it's like I, I think that he's doing what Arkansas kind of needs and, and should expect, but I wonder if the expectation is anything different. I, you know, it's, it's just a, it's an odd situation because he's, he's not Chad Morris, which is good. He's had some success, which is even better. But what is acceptable success right now? I don't, I don't know the answer. That's yeah. why I asked the question. No, I think that's fair. And, and here's the bottom line for me is you're right. BYU is a game you can't lose, especially the way you lost it, showing a lack of discipline. And you've also got question marks about your offensive line, which is supposed to be your bread and butter as a, as a position coach when you were doing that. So that's concerning. At the same time, I would say you're one game you're not supposed to win away from bouncing right back, and these are games that aren't like completely far-fetched. I'm not talking about this week, but you're going to be about a touchdown dog to A&M next week. You go win that game, you know, and you're right back in the good graces, I think. So I don't think they're that far off, Barrett. I'm, I think they're a little closer than some people around here do. There are some people who feel like the season is just completely, you know, it's over and that's it. And, and you know, look, there's a tough schedule ahead, but – I don't. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is right now. I saw a lot of good things on Saturday too, but right, just too many mistakes, and you could have won that game four different ways, and you didn't. How much changes if they beat LSU? Hmm. They're probably going to give them a raise and extension. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's the overreactionary world we live in. No, it'd be great, but I don't think that's probably going to happen to you. 
No, I don't think that's going to happen. LSU's really good. I, I think after the first game of the season, it, it, I think LSU got unnecessarily criticized when the reaction should be they just got beat by a damn good football team in Florida State. Mm-hmm. What would it take? I mean, how in the world did they beat LSU? I think the biggest thing they have to do is, is force Jaden Daniels to just be a runner because that is – if you make him one-dimensional in that respect, then then you can beat him. The problem is, what do we know about Arkansas' past season, just historically? Suboptimal. Mm-hmm. And so trying to make him one-dimensional is extremely hard for anybody, much less you know, a team like Arkansas. So, I mean, I, I don't know how you possibly do that. Um, but that's the way to do it. What? what because, yeah. Sorry, Wes said last week, he said, or earlier this week, he said the thing that was frustrating about the Arkansas game was the fact that they beat themselves in some ways against BYU, and you can certainly make that argument. I think that's what it's going to take this weekend. You're going to have to have a sloppy performance from LSU. They're going to have to bumble it around, and they're going to have to turn it over, and they're going to have to do things they don't typically do. 14 penalties. Yeah, well, that's, and that's fair. 18. And that's fair. And, you know, I think LSU, but see, here's the thing. If LSU does that, to an extent, it's still capable of beating Arkansas, right? Like, That's true. It would, it would take one of those efforts where things just completely go off the rails on their own end mm-hmm. through really no nothing that has to do with, with Arkansas. So right. it's a lot more of a challenge than I think Arkansas fans Well, maybe Arkansas fans are just yeah. It's a really good LSU. Yes, it is. And so, you know, yeah, you need some help, and then you're going to have to play pretty darn well. Everything went against Arkansas last week. I mean, they could not catch a break, and they couldn't make their own breaks either, and they hurt themselves in a lot of different ways with a lot of different things, as I pointed out earlier in the week. And I'll say one last time, and I won't bring it up again, but when the other team getting a penalty uh, is a bad thing for you, that's the kind of day you're having. They faked the field goal. (laughs) They didn't get it, but they called a penalty on BYU, so they got to kick the field goal then, and they made the field goal. So. Anyway, it didn't affect the outcome, but just think if they don't get that play, Arkansas gets the ball back, yeah. and Cam Little also doesn't miss a field goal that he typically would make, then you're driving down late in the game to kick a field goal to win the game as opposed to having to get a touchdown mm-hmm. and doing the scramble drill and looking like a bunch of goofs. Anyway, let's talk about a game that's a little more intriguing. Is this the week that for the second time in the same season, Nick Saban loses to a former assistant? Yes, it is. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yes, it is. I think the wrong team favored. I think Ole Miss is a, a better football team right now, and the matchup just does not favor Alabama at all. I mean, think about this. You know, you have issues offensively, specifically the offensive line, to a lesser extent at quarterback. You have a coaching philosophy that doesn't necessarily uh, play toward the strengths of said quarterback. It's like it wants to they want to you know fit the square peg into a round hole. And a very, very high-risk, high-reward Ole Miss defense. So if that's the case, all things considered, it screams track meet. So in a track meet, who do you got? Jackson Dart or Jalen Milrow? Mm-hmm. I think the answer is pretty obvious. Yep. Um, I don't know. What, I'm going to look up the money line bet on that because a lot of people are on them to win the game. I'm going to look at Oakland's app here real quick. But uh, it's about a touchdown difference, so most people feel pretty good about taking the touchdown, and I think some people will probably be betting them straight up. Um, what's the next most compelling game in the league this week? A and M and Auburn. A and M Auburn. A and M Auburn, because you kind of, it's kind of one of those show me games. Like you're going to get a really good view of the identity, maybe of both teams. I, I, I know folks didn't really watch the Auburn Sanford game last week, but the way Auburn 
let Peyton Thorne do his thing both as a passer and on the ground, I thought was really interesting because they didn't use Robbie Ashford, but that is in Hugh Freeze's back pocket. So going into Texas A&M, they know that Peyton Thorne, but they know Peyton Thorne can, can do a lot of good things in multiple aspects of the game. So how do you leave the Red Zone Robbie offense into that? You, you can do it in a lot of different ways. So that's interesting. And then with Texas A&M, their defense was a disaster against Miami, which is not the norm. Usually it's the offense. So if the offense is is going to struggle again, it's going to do it against Auburn because Auburn's defense is actually really good. So it's just if there are so many different variables and options and ways to judge both these teams based on what happens. And I, I just find that so interesting because one's on the come up and one is is but is is on the way down. I think we know which. Which is which? Um, so we get to see the, we see the progress, or in Texas A&M's case, how much the regression has hurt. Yeah, it's, and it's fascinating. I'm not sure that they have the same argument that LSU does. I'm not comparing Miami to Florida State, but I do think Miami's a pretty darn good football team, and so losing to them earlier in the season, right. I don't know if that was. That's going to be the final word on them. So, anyway, sorry, Wes. Clemson, Florida State. I'm excited about that game. Uh, was Florida State overlooking Boston College? Looking ahead. I think so, and I mean, to me, I, I'm not trying to make excuses for Florida State because I put them in the playoffs, but you know, they came back and, and were dominating that game until like the final seven minutes, and then just kind of, just kind of got out of control a little bit. Uh, I think they were overlooking Boston College going in, and then I think they started overlooking Boston College in the fourth quarter. Like they got too comfortable, which, okay, that's not ideal, but sometimes you have to have that happen in order to sort of complete the picture. So, and I think for Clemson, it's kind of like what Alabama was doing with Jalen Milrow, calling a game that doesn't fit their quarterback strength. Because I'm not sure what Clay K. Clubman is at this point. Because they just aren't calling an offense that fits his his style. I, The fact that it's a noon game in Death Valley, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, just gut punches constant, like, you're not even going to get the full Death Valley experience. And you need it because... Mm. Because Florida State is so good. So I think Florida State wins. I think they cover, and I think they establish themselves as a true national champion. Yeah, I had, I had the dual reaction. I was like, what? 11 o'clock? Why is this game on at 11 Central? And then uh, and then I was like, oh, good. It's 11 o'clock because yeah. I, I have a game at 6 that I have to call. So that that's perfect for me, actually. It's totally self-serving, kind of like next week on Arkansas and a play at 11 o'clock. So there's that. I know I know fans hate those games. Us, uh, us in our business yes. uh, don't hate them. When you're watching it from your bed or a couch, it's pretty nice. No, it's so, anyway. Great way to kick off the day. It is. It is over a Bloody Mary or a mimosa. Uh, all right, Barrett. Listen, I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Check out Barrett's work in between his appearances here on CBSSports.com, and he's on Twitter. And sometimes he's trying to get you to engage with him. And if Arkansas gets beat by 40 this weekend, hmm. he may be asking that same question again next week. That is true. Let's hope it doesn't. See you guys. Thanks, Barry. Later.